Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show with your host, Autumn Miles. Autumn Miles is an author, speaker, wife, and mother. She's the founder and CEO of Autumn Miles Ministries and the author of Appointed and I Am Rahab. Autumn's vision is to engage our culture with the bold truth of God, coupled with raw faith. Now, here's your host, Autumn Miles. This is the Autumn Miles Show. I am so glad that you are with us today. Man, it's a good day. It's a good day to talk about Jesus, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. It's a great day. You know, I um, I am having so much fun just being a mom today. You know, any of you moms out there juggle 1,700 things. I have four kids, so it's like 1,700 times 1700 times 1700 times 1700 but i'm having a good mom day uh you know my kids are just my everything and you know what let's enjoy our kids um you know on that note today we are this is not on that note it's a total joke we are going to talk about the significance of rejection Dun, dun, dun. Um, I hope I will bring some light into your life about the topic of rejection. Um, rejection stinks. Just plain and simple. Most of us want people to like us. Most of us want people to look at us in a favorable manner. Most of us do. Um, we, we are a society that likes to be liked. Unfortunately, we are also a society that is easily offended, therefore easily rejected. <laughs> and we're going to talk about that today. I'm so glad you're with us. Uh, we are absolutely praying for you. I've heard from so many of you guys. And listen, we are going to have two little housekeeping things. Number one, we are going to have a Blush Network Society group that I'm going to speak at blush network is the, um, is the women's ministry that I lead. Um, we are going to have a group here in Dallas, an event. I'm going to be speaking live. We actually have these society groups all over the country and, um, man, I'm so excited about that. You know, I get piped into the other, uh, groups when we meet, it's once a month thing. And we'll be doing this consecutively this year, um, here in Dallas. Also, I'd love to come speak at your church. If you've got a women's event coming up, well, I would love to meet you. I would absolutely love to just engage with you. You can email Amanda at autumnmiles.com for more information or visit our website, autumnmiles.com. Rejection. Oh, I have been severely rejected. I feel like, especially in an age of social media, you know, we get rejected every single day. Um, you know, I've got, I've got long nails. I've got eyelashes. I got the whole thing. And you know, there's always, you're never going to please everybody. And there's always going to be someone that doesn't like your style. That doesn't like how you say something that would um, want to argue with something that you say, you know, rejection is part of life. And it is how you deal with rejection um, that realize, re really shows um, how strong you are. Everyone of significance in scripture faced severe rejection. And you know what? I am feeling like, man, 
I am feeling super rejected today. <laughs> I've gotten seven complaints. I've gotten seven bad comments on or, or whatever it is. Um, when I find myself feeling severely rejected, I actually, I take comfort in the fact that God, Jesus, and basically everyone of note in scripture was rejected at one point in, in, or another. So welcome to the rejection club with me. Um, you are in good company. I hope you see it that way. Um, some people even were rejected to the point of death in the scripture. Wow. It's so powerful. You know, I think of the, um, the, the, heroes of our time, you know, Abraham Lincoln, which, which was assassinated Martin Luther King Jr. They, they faced the ultimate rejection for their beliefs. Not all of us will be asked to do that, but they faced the ultimate rejection. So when I feel, you know, when someone insults or whatever, um, I take comfort in the fact that the people that I look at as heroes were even rejected. Uh, and I, and I think you probably, a lot of you would agree with me at those men being heroes. You will, you will fall in line with Jesus who was despised and rejected. I have never been so proud to wear the label rejected, knowing that in just a small way, that gives me a relation to Jesus. He was despised and rejected. Despised and rejected. And when we are despised and rejected, we're in such good company when we're in Jesus. You know, I don't know where you're at today. Those of you that just joined us, we are talking about rejection today. Where are you at in the rejection journey? You know, maybe you've never been rejected. Maybe you're the person that everybody likes. Um, you know, I think of those that have been rejected by their parents. Um, maybe their spouse has asked for a divorce. Maybe their children have rejected you today. Maybe, maybe your children have rejected you today. Maybe your church has rejected you today. And you find yourself in this place of loneliness in this place of pain, I feel like I'm talking uh, to someone today. You know, I want to tell a personal story. Um, that is something that, uh, it is very much a part of, of, of me. And I've, I'm, I'm, I've gotten really personal with you the first few weeks of our, um, of our show here. I think it's important that you, you get to know me in that way. And you know what? I hope it ministers to you. Just, I'm just not talking about what I've been through. Um, I, I want it to minister to you. And I'm telling this story today because I know that it will minister to someone out there today. You know, the night that I faced my most severe rejection to date, 
Now I've been divorced. I've, you know, lots of things have happened, been in a couple of court battles and, you know, things like that, where I have faced rejection. I get insults all the time. Um, but this specific night was one that rocked me, rocked me to my core. I remember when I had uh, decided to, uh, file for divorce from my husband. My dad was the pastor, my ex-husband, not my current husband. Um, uh, my dad was the pastor of the church that, uh, we attended and, um, you know, I absolutely love church. I love the body of Christ. I love the individual churches that are out there. Dallas has some incredible churches uh, to plug into. I love my church uh, that I attend on a very regular basis. And some churches are very healthy and um, some churches lack health. And um, my dad was a pastor of the church I was growing up in. And there were some unhealthy things going on in, um, the, the deacon board at the church. And when I, when I, when I went to the deacon board with my, um, truth that I had been living in an abusive marriage for multiple years, uh, I went in detail with the different things that I had experienced. I believed, you know, they, they, they told me, listen, we're going to help you. And I thought, thank God. Thank God. But when it came right down to it, politics got in the way. And I'm telling you this story because someone out here needs it today. It might not be you, but somebody does. Um, I remember telling them my story and they said, I'll help you. But, but like I just said, politics sort of got in the way. And they called me and my ex-husband together. And I had already, um, decided to file for divorce because of the abuse. They called me and my husband together and, um, there was a meeting that was to take place. They knew that I was filing for divorce and I didn't know how this meeting was going to go. I was a little bit nervous. My dad was actually not allowed to attend the meeting because he supported his daughter who was being abused. And I remember, um, sitting at this table, it was a long rectangular table in this room that just a couple of years ago I had gotten married in. It was the bride's room. They set up the, uh, the table, uh, the tables in a rectangle, um, uh, cause there were several people involved in this meeting and I sat in the center and my ex-husband who, um, they knew everything he had done, um, was sitting sort of diagonal from me. And I remember, uh, them just looking at me, even though they knew that I was in an abusive marriage, I remember them looking at me and not a lot of attention was paid to him, but a lot of attention was put on me because I had filed for the divorce. They started telling me all uh, sorts of things, asking me all sorts of questions. And of course I would answer. And, um, I, I sort of went through the motions of that meeting. And I remember now, let me, let me just preface this. The deacon that, um, said this line to me has since apologized in a very heartfelt apology that I received 
about 10 years after this meeting took place. But I do think it's necessary just to tell the story. Um, I was sitting there in, in that meeting and, uh, this specific man looked at me and, um, he said, Autumn, if you go through this, God is never going to use you. And I honestly didn't hear anything about what the meaning was about after that. Uh, I just couldn't get over this blanket statement that God never was going to use me. Even though I had done everything I could in the marriage to stop the abuse, I couldn't stop it. I remember him looking at me and, and saying that, and I just kind of went numb in my mind and the meeting progressed. They eventually brought me before the church for church discipline. My ex-husband wasn't, wasn't, uh, punished in that way, but I had filed for divorce and I was staring at these men who babysat me. I babysat their kids. 20 years I had known these men. They were very much a part of my life. I had gone to Christmas and Thanksgiving and Easter Sunday. My extended family didn't live in town. So these people were my family. And all of a sudden they were saying, because of this, you're not welcome here anymore. And um, the, the rejection that I felt was severe, very severe. And I remember after that meeting, after he said that, and there were several other things that happened. Um, again, he has apologized and I have forgiven him 100%. But in that moment, when I left that meeting on that spring night, I left and I was driving home in my car broken. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. I've just been kicked out of number one, the church that my dad pastors and number two, the society that I have been involved in for 20 years. I babysat these people. They, they, they know my circumstance and yet still the severe rejection. I remember driving home that night and God reaffirmed in my mind, listen, you are forgiven. You're forgiven. I'm redeeming you. I have redeemed you. Nobody is perfect. And I remember thinking that night, though I had faced my most severest rejection ever. The divorce wasn't the most severe direction, uh, rejection ever. It, the abuse wasn't. It was that moment where the body of Christ said, you're not welcome here any longer. In that moment, when I faced that severe rejection, I found the greatest acceptance. The acceptance that I had longed for for so long. It wasn't about being a part of the church club that got me accepted. It wasn't about, um, having, um, uh, uh, favor with a man. 
in that moment. I learned through such a severe circumstance, which I know has prepared me for what God is doing with me today. It wasn't about um, the church club, the looks, the um, saying all the right thing, knowing all of the Bible verses. That would never bring me acceptance. When I felt found and experienced my most greatest acceptance by God was when I was rejected by man. I know we have such a problem with desiring the acceptance of man today. But a lot of times, the more we seek, the more we want, the more we long for lust after the acceptance of man. I think of our social media. Oh, my word. The likes. The retweets. The shares. We have put our acceptance in junk. None of that means anything. Is it great if you're liked on social media? Sure. Congratulations. But where you actually need to be accepted is not in the cyber world of social media. It is in the secret place where Jesus is. Are you accepted by man? Are you accepted by God? I would rather be rejected by man and accepted by God. Absolutely any day. It was in my greatest rejection that I found my greatest acceptance. If you're just now tuning in with us, we are talking um, here at the Autumn Mile Show about rejection. It's going to (laughs) happen. I love you, but it's coming. If you haven't been rejected yet, well, it's coming. And it is what you do with the rejection that really builds who you are. You know, when everything was peeled back that night, when I realized, oh my goodness, I'm going to get kicked out of my church. I'm the pastor's daughter. You know, that makes for a good headlines on the, on the news, uh, the next day. Um, when I understood that God was all that I had, I realized how naive I had been to believe that he wasn't all that I needed. Finally, for the first time, when everything was taken away, I realized what I needed, I had had all along. It was a beautiful moment for me. And some of you are facing that today. And let me just encourage you. You sit in good company today. Um, Jesus was rejected by his hometown. Luke 4.24 uh, says this, and this has actually encouraged me over the years. Maybe some of you guys have been kicked out of your hometown. <laughs> um, uh, he says in Luke, Luke 4.24, truly I say to you, no prophet is welcome in his hometown. And if you know the story, maybe even if you don't, you know, Jesus went to minister in his hometown and was, was really laughed at, looked at questioned um, when he went to his hometown by the people um, that he wanted to, to minister to. He left 
And his statement was truly, I say to you, no prophet is welcome in his hometown. So a lot of times that is really encouraging. Well, Jesus was rejected by his hometown. I guess, I guess I'm okay with myself being uh, uh, rejected as well. Jesus was rejected by his close confidants. And I find this super encouraging. It seems like Jesus was rejected in every way um, that we we are rejected even now. I want to I want to read uh, this to you in Mark fourteen forty three immediately. While he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, came up, accompanied by a crowd with swords and clubs who were from the chief priests and scribes and the elders. Now he who was betraying him had given them a signal saying, whoever I kiss, he is the one seize him and lead him under guard. Now um, it says verse 45. And after coming, Judas immediately went to him saying, Rabbi and kissed him. They laid hands on him and seized him. I feel like this is so incredible. Um, Judas was one of the disciples and Jesus let Judas walk with him. He let him uh, uh, engage with him. No doubt Judas was at the most, some of the most intimate moments that Jesus had. He was there. Jesus knew that he was going to be rejected by Judas. And yet he let him in his inner circle. Jesus knows what it feels like. When someone in your inner circle rejects you, he totally understand what there, there is so much pain when you, we have someone that, um, we have, uh, ate with, we have shared our hearts with, we have laughed with, we have built intimacy with, and then all of a sudden they reject us for most of the time with stupid things, um, for one reason or another, I take so much comfort knowing that Jesus was also rejected by his close confidence. So if that, if that is you today, take comfort in the fact that Jesus was where you are right now. Uh, number three, Jesus was rejected by those he came to save in John 19, um, 15 and 16. So they cried out away with him, away with him, crucify him. Pilate said to them, shall I crucify your king? The chief priest answered, we have no king, but Caesar. So they handed him over to be crucified. Jesus was rejected by those he came to save. I want to talk to you about, to to those of you that are in ministry today. I've ministered, um, you know, over the years to a lot of people. And I've also sat with leaders of ministries that have been rejected by the people they have ministered to for years. 
When all of a sudden, maybe you've saved their marriage. Maybe you've, um, helped them in a bad spot. Um, maybe you've prayed for them. You know, uh, I don't, I don't know what the case may be. Maybe you're a pastor of a church and you've sowed in, uh, to, to people and you have really laid your life, your, your heart, your soul is out on the line for these people. And all of a sudden you get that email, you get that phone call. And you find out that according to them, all of a sudden you've become the devil. Let me encourage you today. Jesus was rejected by those he came to save, and he was rejected by those he had ministered to on the daily day in day out. They killed him. Take comfort in the fact that our God, Jesus knows and there was a plan and there was a purpose. It was for God's glory that this happened. Your life is not over, but God is going to use this to minister in a greater capacity. And Jesus felt rejected by God. Matthew 27, 46, in the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. That is my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He felt that rejection by God. Maybe that's you. God has not rejected you, but you can get to a point where you actually believe that he has. Jesus understands, but let me tell you, he has not. And when you, sometimes when you, um, when, when you are rejected the most severely, that's when you find acceptance. So I am challenging you, those of you that feel rejected, those of you that feel forsaken, those of you, um, uh, that, that your husband has left, your kids have left you find your greatest acceptance in Christ. I love you. I hope this encouraged you today. I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks so much for listening today. The Autumn Miles Show is listener supported and your donation to keep her on the air is appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And if you make a donation of $100 or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of Autumn Miles' book, Appointed. Your future starts now. Thanks for listening and join us next time for the Autumn Miles Show on The Word 100.7 FM.